Well, I know that I've mentioned this in the last couple podcast episodes, but even if you have not recognized the seasons are slowly changing and I have one person, actually I have two people, I have two people, maybe three, no, maybe two. Okay. So I have two people on Instagram that I literally, as soon as their little bubble comes up on stories, I'm like, Ooh, and I have to watch it like every time. It's just the two of them. I bet you can guess one of them, but you probably won't guess the other one. Um, the first one is, uh, Joanna Gaines. Um, and the second one is Dave Hollis. I'm like obsessed with his love story right now with, uh, Heidi Powell. Anyway, it's like my own, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, you guys. It's a long story. I'll save that for another day. If you're curious about it, come ask me in the Facebook group. Um, anyway, and his content is great. It's really uplifting and inspiring, but I, anyway, okay. So Joanna Gaines and yesterday she clicked when I clicked on her little Instagram story, one of her things was easing into fall. It was like a story and some of her decor is is shifting just slightly as she eases into fall. This transition is happening. And when I saw that, I was like, we are the same person. <laughs> we are. I am you and you are me and we are each other. I am just Joanna Gaines someday. <laughs> Not really. Like I don't want to be here, but oh my gosh. Every time I pick up her magazine, I'm like, I like we are the same person. I swear to you, we are like like tied together in some very weird way. Not to mention that everyone tells me that I look like her. So you know, like it is in the stars. <laughs> I don't even know what that means when people say that. Um that her and I will meet one day it is officially on the record, on the pod. It's here. I will meet her someday. But when I saw that, I was just like, I, this is my platform, right? And this is where we talk about these things, about this transitioning um, from seasons. And whenever we transition in seasons, that means there's going to be some new routines. And that is what I'm going to bring to you today is a really short and sweet, but mighty podcast episode on how you can take three steps, like just really straightforward. It'll take you maybe 15 minutes to establish a new routine. And then we're going to talk about what you need to do to be able to stick with it. And this is what I'm doing right now in my own life. We've transitioned. We are back to school officially in our home. We have two little kiddos both going to the same school, and that's a big transition. I'll talk more about that in today's episode, but this is so important for you to know. If you're going from season to season and you're not refreshing the routines in order to meet what your family is doing in that new season, then you're probably going to be stressed and frustrated and feeling misaligned with what you're trying to accomplish each day, and you're just going to be fighting against it instead. So let's dive into today's episode. I'm really looking forward to giving you some practical tips today. And um, what do you say? Let's go ahead and dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this 
is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. talk a little bit about what the warning signs are and um, before we kind of dive into what this actually looks like so that you know when is it a good time even to know that you need to dial in a new routine. So obviously when your seasons change meaning like something different is taking place in your life that was not happening before. That's right that's the change in a season. It's something that is not forever. It could be, right? The transition into this new phase of life. To me, phases are much longer than seasons. And I just kind of look at what nature gives us in seasons and they happen kind of revolving. Um, Each year we get a new season and they have um, different symptoms or different signs of what they are and they slowly appear and they slowly fade away. Um, And sometimes seasons in our lives um, will only happen one time. Like pregnancy was just a season, although I do feel that that's more like a phase because it's a little bit longer. But for some of you, you guys might have pregnancy over and over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Um, I just had it twice. That was it. Um, And so there's all different kinds of seasons in your life. And whenever these new changes take place that are going to be happening for for an amount of time that isn't just like two weeks, right? Or maybe just a month and then it's done. Uh, But it's actually going to be something that happens ongoing. And and then there will be a new change after that, right? Something new will take place after that. That's when you want to to sit down and look at how am I going to support these changes? And some of us don't have that, um, like that foresight and that ability because you're not Maybe you haven't been on the podcast for very long, or maybe you just have never been around people that have adjusted their life or that have managed their ship in that way for themselves or their children or their marriage, etc. And there's seasons within all of those things that I just mentioned. There's seasons within your marriage that are happening on top of the seasons that are happening with your children and that are happening on top of the seasons within your business and you your spiritual life, your physical capabilities, like there's all these different compartments. And that is what I live and breathe for is really looking at the nuances within inside each of these different components of our life and figuring out a way to make them super effective and super efficient. And I choose to use systems to do that so that my brain doesn't have to think as hard so that I literally can just show up and almost like on autopilot, I begin to do the thing (laughs) that, that I want to do that produces the outcome that I'm really hoping for and that I feel like I'm called to do. And that is the perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today is because whenever those things start to 
change and you want to show up and you want to be on autopilot and you want to do those things, you may not know, well, what is it that I'm supposed to routinely do, right? I don't know what routines to do in this season. I have no idea. All I know is that my kids are about to start school or my husband's going on to nights. My husband's switching to the graveyard shift or like my husband's going from firefighting rotation into um, like being a work from home husband, right? Just all those different kinds of things are new seasons and you have to be able to sit down and anticipate okay, what is this going to look like? And how do we approach this? If you've never gone into that season before, you have no idea what to expect. So let's look back at what nature gives us and say, okay, so in winter time, if I was living back east, I would have no idea what to expect. All I know is I would probably buy like parkas and galoshes and boots and hats and all of the long johns. I do have some exposure. I've I've grown up hunting most of most of my life until I was college age. After after I graduated from college, I stopped hunting as much uh just cuz I started doing other things. But I hunted with my dad a lot up in the mountains in the snow and like being out in a wall tent with a potbelly stove um when there's like a literal freight train blizzard going on outside and like waking up to like probably four feet of snow and and navigating that, you know, like I feel like I have some kind of idea of what you need to do to be prepared, but actually like living in it and having children in it and like doing day to day in it, like I would have no idea what that actual season looks like. And so it would be very hard for me to know how to be prepared for that. I would just have to go through it and do the best that I can and start collecting data on what works and what doesn't. You can do some research and I would do some research. I would pop into my favorite Facebook group. <laughs> I would ask other moms, hey, I'm moving. I'm about to go into this season of life and tell me what you know. What should I do to be prepared? And then from that, I would match that up with my life, right? I would try and be prepared for this season to be able to know how to best support myself and my family and the needs that we have. And that's exactly what you need to do with whatever new season you're going into. If you've never had kiddos in school before, well, then you probably don't know what that season of life is going to look like. And and that may be preventing you from even trying. And that's what I want to really caution you on and and get you to understand that creating a new routine can be fun (laughs) and it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to overcomplicate it. So let's look at how easy this can be. I'm going to break this down into three steps. Um, And this is what Blaine and I literally just did in order to get ourselves. And I've been sharing a little bit. I've been sharing a little bit of it on um, my Instagram stories and I'll be sharing a little bit more about it this week just to kind of reinforce what's happening here on the pod today. So come over and check out um, what's going on on my Instagram stories and you'll get to see a little bit of it. And then also I have a lot of really great information in my highlights on Instagram. I, from time to time, will do some really good teaching in my Instagram stories and then I always save them in a, in a highlight. And um, hopefully in the future, I'll have some really good reels to go along with it, but not adding that to my plate just yet. <laughs> 
I'm actually not going to be adding it to my plate at all. I am, I'm going to try and outsource that. So, um, so that I can stay here on the podcast with you guys and, and pour in and pour into you from behind my mic, like I love doing. So here's the first thing that Blaine and I did, and that I really recommend that we always do that I typically do. And that I recommend you start with, if you're looking at a new season, just grab a piece of paper and at the top of it, just write down what the new season is. Like I wrote back to school. And so you would write down whatever it is. Um, maybe you're going back to school or whatever the new season of life is. Like there's just so many different things, right? Maybe you're going back to work and you were home for a while or what have you. Just write the name of the new season at the top of the piece of paper. And then I want you to just focus on one portion of that new season to be able to dial in a routine. So yes, my girls are going back to school. Does that mean that I need to revamp my entire life? No, it just means there are key moments in our day that transitions are going to look different. And the real kicker of and what I want you to look for in this season is what are like the main timestamps or the transition points getting you from a very well-oiled and consistent part of your life that is going to be maintained throughout this new season into this new season. So let me tell you what that means. When we like our sleep routine, all those kinds of things that we've done throughout summer that we've just always done are not changing because we're going back to school. What is changing is that we need to get completely ready and out the door by a specific time in the morning. So that is a key part of our day that we need to look at. Okay. So that is where I started. There's that. Then there's another key point in our day. It's getting our kids to bed on time because summertime we let that slip a little. So that was the other point. Okay. So those are the, those are the key points that I knew. These are the routines I need to focus on right here so that we can get out the door on time. We can get to bed on time. And for me, I was like, if we can do those two things well, everything else should run smoothly. And that's what you're going to look for, right? What are the, what are, don't pick more than two. I, I highly suggest you start with one, one at a time. I know my family well, and I am so used to doing this that I feel like I can slap on a couple new routines at a time. And if I'm being frank, I uphold a pretty routine-based household (laughs) most of the time. So there's not a lot of shifting going on here. If a new routine for your family is going to be a big overhaul, please just do one routine at a time. That's it. Everything else will fall into place. You don't have to do your entire life, everything all at once. Just start with one little area. So just hash this out on paper. What does this need to look like? So you're going to back into it from that time stamp, from that specific key indicator that you just determined write that key indicator down. Ours is getting out the door on time, back into it. What's the thing that has to happen just before that? Okay. Everyone needs to be fed. Everyone needs to be dressed and just keep working backwards. And from there, you'll be able to like line item or delineate each and every single thing that needs to happen to get into that. And you can break down everything 
like all of it, even if there's 15 steps, this is just the first part, okay? The second part of step number one is to take those things and chunk them down. Your routine itself should never have more than three or four steps in it. That's it. For the entire routine, you should not have more than three or four steps. Three is a really good number because if you start putting a bunch of things in there, everyone feels like you are a dictator and that they are on a regimented schedule. And that is not what you want. You want people to be able to feel like they can flow through a routine and you are like the person in the background that's making sure that routine is flowing in in a timely manner so that you can transition to the next thing with ease, without being in a rush, without being chaotic, right? So th- everyone else that's going through this teen- routine, including yourself, should not feel like you're on a time schedule. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> We're going to talk about like that part of it in just a minute because there is a little bit of that scheduling in the beginning to get the routine like really implemented into your brain, but I never tell my timestamps to my kiddos, right? My timestamps, my husband does know when those are so that he can help support me in this. But if he was not on board and he was not supporting me, which there have been times, I don't give him timestamps either. I just give him the names of the routines. First, we're doing this. Second, we're doing this. Third, we're doing this. Done. And that's all I give them. They don't need to be concerned about times. I'm the one that is the shepherd that's keeping the sheep going, that's moving the sheep that's trying to go astray back in line and everyone is flowing together and we're all walking in the direction that we need to go. That is my responsibility. That is your responsibility. But first you have to do step number one, which is to hash this out on paper, put all of the details that you want in there and then consolidate them into three, no more than three four specific parts of your routine. Let me give you an example of what my morning routine um, looks like because this is the routine that I decided that we needed to dial in in order to get ourselves out the door on time to get into this new season of life, which is school for both kiddos. The first thing in our morning routine is wake up. That's <laughs> that's new. <laughs> People were just sleeping in until they wanted to sleep in. And so The first really important time of our morning routine is that we're all up and ready to go um, at 6.45 in the morning. So that's the timestamp that I put on it. Nobody else needs to know what time they're waking up. Bailey doesn't know what time. Frankie's asked, hey, what time? And I told her, but, and I, she has the choice to either set an alarm or not. In some mornings, she's like, no, I don't want you to set an alarm. In other mornings, she's like, yeah, I'll set my alarm in the morning. So the first one is wake up. The second one is breakfast ready, meaning that's for everybody. Breakfast ready means something to my children and breakfast ready means something to me and they mean something different. My kids know. Now this is what I want. My kids know that breakfast ready means their beds are made, their teeth are brushed, their hair is done and they're dressed for the day and they're downstairs. They don't need to go back upstairs for anything. That's what breakfast ready means to them. Now, whenever I sat down and I wrote out all of the things that I wanted to have happen in order for us to get out the door and to school on time, those things were all line itemed out. But I didn't, I don't tell my kids, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. That's not on the agenda. That all got consolidated into one word that says breakfast ready. That's it. That's all they need to know. Okay, well, Chelsea, how do your kids know 
what breakfast ready means if you don't line it all out. Well, it's taken a lot of time. How they're going to know that is by you going into their bedroom with them and doing it with them. You have to establish and support and ingrain and teach and love and model what these things look like so that they become routine for your children. So my kids know what breakfast ready means. For breakfast ready for me and my husband means our morning routine for him and I when we get up early in the morning is completely done. We're ready for the day. My hair's done. My makeup's done. I'm dressed. The bed is made. My Bible study is done. I've gone to the gym. Both of those do not happen on the same day. But depending on what day it is, what I did in my morning routine block, that is done by 645. I'm ready to go. Blaine typically starts breakfast. I typically go greet the girls. And I go into Bailey Mae's bedroom and I help her get breakfast ready. And I also slightly help Frankie get breakfast ready, right? So that's the next thing. The third thing in our before school routine is in the car. That's it. It's all my kids need to know that they're in the car. So it's wake up, breakfast ready, in the car. That's it. That's all that they have to remember. And I have timestamps next to each of those because I need to know that breakfast ready is my kids need to be sitting down by 7.20 at the table. And if they're not, then they either don't get a full meal in their bellies before they get out the door or they're taking food with them in the car, which is not what I want. So as long as I know that I am not lollygagging, I'm not on my cell phone, and I'm keeping an eye on, like, kids should be in the area between 7.15 and 7.25-ish, right? That makes sure that we are all in the car by 7.45, which also means that we're driving away by 7.50 (laughs) so that we get to school well before the first bell rings. Like, that's the goal, okay? And that is what we maintain every single morning is those three things. That's all we're thinking about is wake up, breakfast ready, in the car, over and over and over and over again. My kids know that whenever they're done eating breakfast, they ask to be excused, they put their plates, they scrape their food, they rinse them, they put them in the dishwasher, they put their shoes on, they grab their backpacks. I, the night before, Blaine and I have everything ready to go for them. Frankie's learning and helping with that. They grab their backpacks out of their backpack station and then they go. And so whenever I sat down and I looked at this routine that I hashed out, right, that that is what I went through in my brain. Every single one of those steps, what do I need to prepare in order for everyone to be successful in this new routine? Well, I knew that the backpack station needed to be cleaned out. So I did that. Okay. Write this list down for yourself. This should be part of your number one. Okay, number two and number three are extremely straightforward. Number one is the bulkiest of it. So within number one, I want you to also make sure that you're looking at what do you need to do to pave the way for this routine to be successful. Once you have the three or four things that are going to happen in your routine, write down anything that you need to do. Blaine and I went through and we looked at, okay, is there any new system or old system that needs to be cleaned up? Um, from like last year, well, two years ago, it wasn't last year, we homeschooled last year, it's so crazy, time flies. Um, Or is there like a new space that needs to be created? Like what needs to happen in order for this routines to flow? And make sure that you get that done before you start the new routine. And if you can't, that's okay, but make sure that you get it done relatively quickly so that you can see success in this new routine. Once you have those things mapped out, number two, 
is just a big fat star and bold on your paper, be okay with not knowing everything. There were certain parts of this new routine and of your new routine that you just won't be able to know because you've, you're not in it and you're going to have to tweak it as you go. Just like the example that I gave you of me moving somewhere that's super cold because I'm from Arizona, right? I'm from the valley um, where it's like not cold. Well, it is for me, but it's, it's not like cold, cold, right? And there's just certain things that you're not going to be able to anticipate. Know that. Don't try and hash it out all the way to the minute, all the way to every detail. Like, just don't because you're not going to be able to know. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You can't control everything. Expect and allow things to not go according to plan. Okay, just keep that in mind. Add a little bit of wiggle room in there. We give ourselves plenty of buffer in that time frame. And I'm always just kind of observing. And this is another part of this. Whenever you know that you don't know everything, start observing. Be very, very, very attentive to what's going on in that new routine that you're trying to create. When you actually go and start doing it, put your phone away. Be observant. Have a notepad out. Take notes. Oh, I noticed that it took my kids 30 minutes to eat breakfast and I thought I was only going to take them 15. Okay, cool. That is awesome. So it made you rush in another part of your routine that day. Who cares? You just learned something really, really great and you wrote it down and you're going to make changes to it. So that's what I want you to know for number two. Number three is I want you to write out your routine, this new routine in multiple places. It needs to be visible. Anytime you want some kind of new habits to be created, it has to be at the forefront of your mind. It needs to be simple, which is what we've already gone over. But if you don't have a communication board already, you absolutely should have one. We've got a couple podcast episodes about that. If you want to go back and listen to how to create a communication board, um, you can always pop inside of the Facebook group if you're looking for a specific podcast episode or if you're looking for an episode on a specific topic or a specific system, just pop your question inside of the Facebook group and either myself or Alana will get that over to you um, because we have a vault that's very easily accessed and searchable and we can just pop those over to you. Um, So your new routines should be on your paper planner. You should write them out. So I put them in my weekly intentions. You can also put them in your time blocks. But Um, my time blocks, I just write the name of the routine. I don't actually write out every nuance of it. And that's what you should put inside of like in your weekly intentions for your planner. Or if you have, I use the Horatio planner, um, the dream planner by Horatio printing, which the new one is going to be releasing, um, soon. You guys, I'm so excited. Um, you're going to see a, a heavy influence from chelseajoe.co inside of the new Horatio planner for 2022. I'm really excited to share that with you. So just any any space that you have on your week view, write down what what that those actual steps are inside inside of your routine and then also you should be writing it on your communication board. You can put it on post-it notes, you can put it in your bathroom. Any trigger points like You could also uh, put it on your microwave or on your refrigerator. Just put it up in different places so you're constantly seeing it. Now, a lot of you are going to ask, well, what about my Google Calendar? So if you know me, I use a hybrid system. I use my paper planner and my Google Calendar. 
my Google Calendar tells me where I'm supposed to be, and my paper planner tells me what I'm supposed to do. Those are huge, huge separations between what I put in each of my um, my scheduling system in both of those, my Google Planner and my and my Google Calendar and my Paper Planner. <laughs> and my husband asked me when we were going through this, he's like, should we put this in the Google Calendar? And I was like, ooh, great question. Let me think through this. Mm, we do have the time that we're supposed to drop off the kids, right? Because that is somewhere that we're supposed to be. So we left that in there, but I I stuck with my I tried and true and I told him, let's just try it. Let's just try it the way that I normally establish routines and new systems in the house and let's keep this separated. I wrote it on the communication board and we did not put it in our Google Calendar. And as I teach and as I've always done, it's working great. And the Google Calendar, I try and really, really respect that that is not for routines. It is for time stamps on when we're supposed to be somewhere so that our brain knows that that's what the Google Calendar is for. And so we just put in there when the kids have to be dropped off at school at 7.50 and I put a 10-minute reminder in there. So at the 10-minute mark, my phone will go off and it will remind me that it is time to start getting out the door. So um, that is the gist of all you need to do in order to create a new routine. <laughs> and then obviously you just need to show up for it right? Like, and if you've done all this work, I promise you, you're going to show up for it. If you have started a new routine or you're looking for help on how to start a new routine, come over inside of the Facebook group, drop it in there. I'd be so excited to support you. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kinds of new routines you guys are getting into. And I am also really looking forward to seeing how these new routines support you in your life. So if you have any success with this, please come over and share your, um, enthusiasm and your joy inside of the Facebook group uh, because it always just lights me up and it's encouraging for other women. So as always, you guys, it's been super fun hanging out with you here inside of my little closet from behind my mic. I am going to go get to the rest of my day and I'm looking forward to hanging out with you inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please, Head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.